Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. And this morning, we're going to wrap up our series, Fresh Air. In this series, we're going to talk about how the gospel is like that breath of fresh air, that breath of fresh air that restores, it revitalizes us. And the gospel, the good news of God's amazing grace and love for us in Jesus is that breath of fresh air that we need, that breath of fresh air, not only when we've had a really difficult day, but really every day, every moment. And as we talk about being at Holy Savior, a place where we want to grow in Jesus and share his love, we're talking about that gospel fresh air. That's the, how we want to grow in Jesus, and that's the kind of love that we're going to share with one another and share in our community and our world. Well, as we wrap this series up, I've got a question for you. I like questions. The question is this. Have you ever had a conflict with somebody because you see things differently than they do? Some of you chuckle. And some of you are like, oh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. I'm glad nobody said, no, not me. I mean, unless you live under a rock, you know, or on the moon all by yourself, you're going to see things differently than somebody else. And you're going to have a conflict. I mean, just if you've got a roommate, if you're married, if you have siblings, if you have kids or parents, classmates, coworkers, if you live in this world, if you're on social media, you're going to have those moments when your perception of the world, your perception of a situation is different than somebody else, and you're going to have this conflict. Well, that's kind of what we're going to explore here in this encounter with Jesus in the home of Simon and this woman who comes in and, and cries and weeps over Jesus' feet. And how it is that when we see things, sometimes you know, our perception, it really shapes how we see the situation, even sometimes how we see people. Let's go to our Lord in prayer. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would open our eyes, open our ears, open our hearts. Lord, to see here what is unfolding in this encounter with Jesus, to hear those words of Jesus, not as some ancient words spoken just for that situation, just that moment, but words spoken into our lives, our situation, our very moment. The Holy Spirit, change our hearts. That, Lord, more and more, we long to live in the love and to share the love of Jesus. We pray this, Jesus, in your name, and God's people say, Amen. Well, let's jump into this text here, and, and, and as we do that, we're going to read these words here, Luke 7, 44. Let's read these words together. Then turning to the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? Do you see this woman? What we're going to explore in this encounter with Jesus, as Luke records it, is, is this question here. Do you see what Jesus sees? Just think about that for a moment. Do you see what Jesus sees. Do you see what Jesus sees? Do you, do you see this woman the way that Jesus sees this woman? Do you see Simon, the Pharisee, do you see Simon the way that Jesus sees him? Do you see Jesus the way that Jesus sees Jesus? You just let that roll in your head a little bit. You know, and we'll kind of put a little background around this, this text, this encounter. So Jesus has been invited to the home of one of the Pharisees, a guy named Simon. Now the Pharisees, you may know about the Pharisees. They were kind of the religious you know, leaders in the Israelite community, in the Hebrew people. 
They, they followed the rules. If you know a person who likes to follow all the rules, and maybe if they had exceptions, they had exceptions to their own rules, but at least on the outside, they followed all the rules so they were never contaminated, never made unclean, always above everybody else. They had wealth, they had power, they had prestige. They stood over judgment over so many other people. And in many ways, they did not like Jesus. And many times, there were conflicts because they saw things differently than what Jesus saw them. And as Jesus' ministry continues over those three years, that conflict grows. And and there's a point where they want to kill Jesus. But there's also times when they just want to explore who this guy is. And so Simon, you know, it doesn't indicate that he had any ill intent with this. He just simply said, here is a teacher. Everybody's listening to this guy. I mean, if, if we had social media back then, Jesus would have had his own podcast and, and everybody was listening in and, and, and just loved him. He, he's maybe a prophet. He's somebody powerful and special. And so let's invite him into our house. I'll invite some of my friends over. We'll have some food. We'll have some conversation. It'll be great. So Jesus comes. I mean, Jesus, there's two things that Jesus, you know, never does. He never, never stops somebody, you know, from encountering God's grace, and he never says no to a meal. He likes to eat. And so here he's eating the house of Simon. Now, you should know that when they ate meals then, you know, they sat at a table, but they didn't sit at the table the way that we sit at the table. At least the way that I sit at the table. I've never been to your house, so I don't know how you sit at a table. But most of us, we sit at a table, we have a chair. Four legs. Maybe you have armrest on that. Could be a high chair, kind of up. Could be just a normal chair. But you sit and you eat like this. In those days, in those cultures, some cultures still do this today, they had very low tables, and they had these cushions or pillows, and they would recline, and they would eat their food this way. I don't know how long I can preach the whole sermon on my side. Um, you know, they, 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 they recline and ate. And so just imagine that. That's what's going on here. They're eating. They're talking about things. You know, they're throwing something out. They're all chewing it out, spitting it back. Not food. I mean conversation. Um, throwing conversation back and forth to each other. And this woman comes in. Now, you know, we don't know a lot about this woman. We know she is a sinner. And it, it could be that she has been discarded, disowned, kicked to the curb. She is probably, you know, discarded, kicked to the curb, disowned by maybe her father, maybe her husband. In the first century here, there were very few ways that women could earn a living if they didn't have a father or a husband to care for them. And so some biblical historians, you know, believe that she was a woman of the city. She was a prostitute. She dealt in goods, and the goods were her body. And so her experience may have very well been that she was discarded and kicked to the curb and what she does for a living is just so dehumanizing for her. And she feels the judgment of this community. But she hears about Jesus. We don't know exactly what she's heard about Jesus. I mean, people were talking and chatting about Jesus. She maybe had heard about how he had performed all these miracles, how he had healed people, how he had fed a lot of people, how he'd raised somebody from the dead. I I, I would bet she probably had heard about how when people encountered Jesus, their lives were changed forever, that they experienced God in a new and refreshing way. And so this woman 
discarded, disowned, dehumanized. Fully aware of her sin, she comes to Jesus. So they're all laying there, you know, eating and conversing, and this woman comes in to Simon's home. She's got this alabaster jar that she, she breaks open and she pours on his feet. Now, the, the alabaster jar, that, that alabaster, that, that kind of perfume oil, that was expensive. It's likely that this was her, like her life's savings. This was something she was counting on someday. And she broke this open. And then she began to cry. I don't know if you've ever cried before. I don't know if you ever really, really cried. I mean, just like the tears and, and the snot and the kind of is all just like just coming out. You can't stop it. But some of you are just staring at me. So I'm thinking like I'm the only one that's ever had those kind of moments. You know, you, 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 some, sometimes life just breaks you. And this woman, she comes and she comes to the feet of Jesus. She's, she's heard about him. She knows the depth of her sin and she's there and, and she just can't hold it back. I've had moments when, you know, I've been on the other end of that where, where someone is coming to me often as, as the pastor and as kind of as God's representative and, and they're hurting and they're broken and it becomes a safe place where they can just open up and they just cry and you try to comfort them and you can just feel the tears soaking in through your shirt and to your shoulder. And that's the kind of moment that this woman is having at the feet of Jesus. Her experiences before of one who is discarded and disowned and rejected, dehumanized and judged. And she comes to the feet of Jesus. Do you see what Jesus sees? It's so easy for us to see someone and to judge them. To work with our own presuppositions of who they are and what's going on in their lives and their world and their behavior and their attitudes. Do you see what Jesus sees? For this woman, she saw herself as one that was unworthy. She felt the shame. And yet she comes to the feet of Jesus. Now, Jesus' conversation goes on. Let's go on. Verse 39. Let's read this together. The Pharisee who invited Jesus saw this and thought, If this man really were a prophet, he would know what sort of woman is touching him. She's a sinner. Now, how does Simon, the Pharisee, how does he see this woman? He has judged her already. I mean, she is a sinner and he should know what kind of woman she is. She will contaminate him. She will make him unclean. If he was a prophet, he would know this. Simon is like us in so many ways. Or at least he's like me. Because all too easily, I know I judge other people. When I see them, I work with my presuppositions of who they are. Whether that's you know, the grocery store, you know, gassing up the gas station, whether it's at a restaurant, whether it's watching somebody on news, you know, something on social media, sometimes even here at church. It's so easy 
to do that. It's so easy to see that person the way that I see them, from my perception, from the way that I see the world. This Pharisee that invited Jesus, he was seeing this woman as one who was dehumanized, unworthy, full of sin. But did he see her the way that Jesus saw her? So that question again, do you see what Jesus sees? Do you see what Jesus sees? And that's a question that, you know, Jesus is going to get to Simon. He's going to ask this question. We asked this question, we read this text a few minutes earlier at the beginning of this sermon. Let's read it again, Luke seven forty four. Then turning to the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? Of course, you know, yes, I see her. And of course, Jesus is kind of expecting a rhetorical kind of question, right? Do you see this woman? Not do you, do you see her, but do you really see her? Do you see her, Simon, the way that I see her? Do you see her the way that God sees her? And then Jesus tells this parable. There were two debtors. I don't know how many of you have ever had debt before. I mean, a lot of us have. I mean, some of us have felt at times, and maybe right now, you feel overwhelmed by debt. You know, credit card debt, car debts, um, home loans, and, and sometimes it is so difficult. If you've ever had debt, that could be so controlling of your life. And Jesus is using this idea of debt, of owing somebody something that is just beyond your ability to take care right away to talk about the debt of sin. There are two debtors. One owes, you know, this amount. One owes this much. And as Jesus tells this parable, he says there's two debtors, and both are forgiven. I mean, wouldn't that be great if you have a debt right now, if your debtor would just say, it's all forgiven? We're like, yeah. It's all forgiven. And then he asks this question of Simon, kind of a duh question. But the question is, Simon, which of these do you think is more grateful? Looking like, well, duh, the guy who had the bigger debt was grateful. I mean, both debts were sizable debts. I mean, a denarii was a day's wage. So one guy had 50 days wage. The other had 500 days worth of wage. See, imagine, that's quite a bit. And both are forgiven. You see, do you see the way that Jesus sees? You know, so often we look at Simon, at least when I've read this parable for many years, and and and. And as I was doing some more study and reflecting on this um, over the course of the last number of years, somebody had asked a question that just got my brain to go, wow, I never thought about it this way. Because so often I would read this parable and I'd go like, oh, Simon, 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 you're a bad guy. You're terrible. You're the enemy. Boo on you. And that Jesus, when Jesus asked that question, he's got to, you know, he's ready to go after Simon. But you know, I think, I, I think, we can ask that question, do you see Simon the way that Jesus sees Simon? Because as Jesus is asking these questions, as he's telling this parable, he's trying to help Simon understand. To understand this woman, but also understand himself. Both this woman and Simon had the debt of sin. Now Simon had distanced himself from this woman, distanced himself from sin. but understood the debt of sin. And some biblical scholars, some biblical historians, 
they believe that this encounter that Simon had with Jesus changed him. It changed him forever in a powerful way. The reason they believe that is Luke's gospel, if you're familiar with Luke's gospel, if you not read like the first couple of verses of Luke's gospel, you're like most excellent Theophilus, you know, basically he says, I've done an exploration of all these people, I've done all these interviews to learn about this guy named Jesus. Luke was a physician, but he was interviewing and exploring the story of this guy named Jesus. And so whether somebody said, hey, you should go talk to that guy named Simon, he's got a story to tell. Or whether maybe Simon came up and said, hey, Dr. Luke, let me tell you about my encounter with Jesus. It changed my life forever. It's easy for us to see someone like Simon, who seems self-righteous and powerful, and again, judge them and see them through our own lenses. But if we see them through the lens that Jesus sees the woman, that he sees Simon, that he sees us, he sees us in love. He sees us in his grace. Do we see what Jesus sees? Do we see what Jesus sees when Jesus sees Jesus? This is what I mean. When that woman walked in, immediately she experienced judgment. But Jesus stepped in the gap. Jesus took on the judgment that was hers at that moment. And a few years later, Jesus took on the judgment that each and every one of us has because of our sin at the cross. There at the cross, he takes our judgment. There at the cross, he stands there for us and receives our judgment. He absorbs all of God's wrath on our behalf. He takes all of our sin bleeds, and he dies. Three days he rises again so that we know when Jesus sees someone, when he sees you and I, he sees someone that is no longer judged by our failures, by our sins. He sees someone who is loved by the God of the universe. Someone for whom it's of such great value that he would give his very own life. You know, if I think about this, and I, I kind of think, you know, if Jesus were to ask me, do you see them the way that I see them, that sometimes I have to say, Lord, no, I don't. I don't. And sometimes I say, yeah, Lord, thankfully, the Holy Spirit was working to me, and I do. And I want to converse with them, and I want to see them and love them the way that you love them, the way that you love me. When we see ourselves, the way that Jesus sees us, that so powerfully empowers us to see others the way that Jesus sees them, with love, with grace, mercy, and forgiveness. That's fresh air breathed into our very lives every moment of every day. Let's pray. Gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of your amazing grace and love. Bless us, we pray, Jesus that we'd see ourselves and we'd see others through your eyes of grace and love. We pray this in your name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening. And until next time, God bless.